We are four friends in three states across two time zones with a shared passion. Welcome to the Sports Talk Garage Podcast, where we hit the fast lane to discuss our favorite drives from the track in the ice to the court in the ball fields. We are four lifelong friends who grew up with a love of professional and collegiate sports. Today, we are bankers, investors, professors, and entrepreneurs, but our love of sports has never changed. Come listen for the fun, gain some insight, and probably a few laughs as we give you our perspective on those last lap lead changes, game-winning scores, and franchise players. This is the Sports Talk Garage. Welcome into Season 2, Episode 31 of the Sports Talk Garage Podcast. This is David, joined by Matt. John is out for the week. Hopefully, he'll be back on and back to our normal schedule next week. But we're going to continue on. we got some audience Q&A. And even with everything going on with the coronavirus and sports pretty much shut down, the one thing still happening is NFL free agency. So we got some stuff to talk about with that, player movements, upcoming things. But, uh, yeah, Matt, how's the week been so far? Well, I think it's been just one of those crazy weeks. Uh, Ohio is starting to shut down, and <laughs> uh, we're following the lead of California and Illinois. Uh, I guess the governor got to a point where he said, if you guys aren't going to pay attention, then I'm just going to put this in place. And everybody's kind of freaking out on if they're – you know, going to get pulled overs or going to work or yeah, going to get the groceries, which you're still allowed to do. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, life's been pretty good. Everybody seems to be at home and very few. I have to go to work, but there's very few people out on the road for traffic. Yeah, but I'm working from home at the moment, which is a nice change. Um, yeah, it's very different. I did venture out earlier yesterday and the roads are quite bare parking lots are bare so that was a little different so be interested to see what happens in the next few weeks but since there are still a little bit of sports going on let's go ahead drop the green flag kind of get into a few things we did have two audience questions this week uh, so go ahead and address those first one came from savage 26 or on twitter he's icy savage 26 just kind of wanted to know you know where do the packers go from the 49ers loss meeting last year in the playoffs and what does the future hold? And is Tampa Bay a possibility? I mean, do you think they're going to get to the Super Bowl? Matt, any thoughts on what's going on with the Packers right now? Um, well, I think what you have here is some interesting po- potential and transition. Uh, you just dropped Jimmy Graham. You know, I think that was one of the bigger pieces they've lost in the offseason. Uh, however, you have Aaron Rodgers, who had a tough year. He's getting older. Uh, I mean, he's not the oldest quarterback to play the league, but he's starting to show some some age and what he's doing. We're not talking about short throws. We're talking about a lot of stuff landing on the ground. Um, same time, uh, you know, Devontae Adams is just an all-around good receiver. He definitely fights for the ball, and he makes it happen. Uh, Marquise Valdez-Scantling, you know, coming from the other side, that's, in my opinion, that's kind of a struggle bus. He's not, how, how do I describe this? He's, you know, for how fast he can run and for being 6'5", he doesn't really go for the ball. So, you know, with how they lost to San Fran, uh, you know, I've got a family member that's a big Green Bay fan, and he and I were talking a little bit about the team you know, he's like, I, I don't think that I was super disappointed in the loss. I just was hoping to regain or reclaim some dignity and maybe being a close game. That didn't happen. Um, so if you look to this year, 
you know, what do you need? I, I think their offensive line is still pretty decent. Um, you definitely have a decent running back in Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams didn't produce like he was. But, uh, you know, I, you still have the question about is Aaron Rodgers going to be in good shape this year and come out and play? Um, they do have, let's see, there was a tight end that they picked up. Jay Sternberger, uh, 6'4", 250 pounds out of Texas A&M. Um, he's got some potential behind him. Uh, they did pick up a guy, Evan Bayless, who's also 6'5", 250. Both these guys, uh, I guess Bayless is 26 and Sternberger is about 23. Bayless came out of uh, Oregon. So they've got some meat coming out of the tight end position. It's going to be interesting to see how they change their gameplay, and I think that's going to make a big difference. But I think right now um, you need another outside receiver to make a difference in the passing game, and then it's going to come down to Rodgers and hopefully not doing shootouts. So do I think they can make NFC happen? Sure. Uh, but, uh, David, I'll, I'll let you talk. I yeah, I mean, that was a really good analysis. They have a great head coach in the floor. He's going to be there for a long time. Rodgers, I mean, he can still make elite throws. I'm not quite sure if he's the total elite quarterback. As you said, he's getting older. He's got some mileage on him, and seems like every year you expect it to happen, but those throws fall a little short. There's those interceptions. He gets bailed out by penalties. So if he can be consistent, they still have a chance, but that window is definitely closing. Fonte Adams is their main guy on offense outside of Rodgers. I mean, he can catch anything thrown his way. But outside of that, they don't really have much else on the receiving core. So they need to sign somebody. Somebody needs to develop, step up, help take the pressure off him. Otherwise, teams are just going to double him the whole game and make him really work for it. Well, that was part of this year's problem, yeah, too. I mean, they got to find somebody there. Defense, though, they played a lot of dime defense last year. So if you don't know, that's a lot of uh, six defensive backs or maybe a linebacker dropping back to be the six and that really requires the inside linebacker to be able to drop back at pass coverage but also move down to the box and stop the run they signed x browns uh, linebacker christian kirksey to a two-year deal 13 million only 4 million guaranteed so i thought that was a very good signing he has had a few injuries but if he can stay healthy he's going to be that piece that's missing to help him really shore up the dime defense that they love to play all the time i think they're probably going to regress a little unless Rodgers can just be consistent every game, especially with Devontae Adams being the main guy on offense for receiving. If they don't get anybody else, especially losing Jimmy Graham, yeah, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year, but time will tell. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with the Packers this year. I know John has some wonderful words that he could always say on the Packers <laughs> being a Bears fan. So <laughs> too bad he's not here to share those with you there, Icy Savage 26. <clears throat> Next question. Maybe Icy will enjoy the fact that he's not going to get this. <laughs> that from probably could be John this week. Uh, yeah, Icy Savage is definitely a Packers fan. So there's our take on the Packers. Moving on to our second question for the week. This one coming from Jordan Smith or Jordan Smith PXP on Twitter. He wants to know Is Bill O'Brien an idiot for leaving Penn State for the Houston Texans, where he's the head coach and the GM? Gotta say, he had a pretty good thing going at Penn State, but. When there's that lure of the NFL calling, you can be a head coach of a team. There's only 32 positions there, and you're the GM, and you're making $5 million a year, which is almost double what he made at Penn State. 
I think it's a no-brainer. You might have had a good thing. You might have been able to be successful, but come on. When there's an opening in the well, NFL. Well, did you make a smart, you know, and I think that there's something else with all the, you know, bad publicity that was going around about Penn State at that, you know, around mm-hmm. that time. Yeah, I'd want to be out of there too. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what happens when people are headhunting. They don't care what the target is. They're headhunting. And there was a lot of that going on inside the university. So, Definitely. you know, making a step up, step up to the pros, making sure that you can, you know, get that big pay. And then, as you mentioned, the GM spot. That's huge. You're, you're not just the head coach. Now you're almost securing that you get what you want out of players, mm-hmm. which I know we're supposed to later but do we want to talk about deandre hopkins real quick i mean being the gm he essentially gets to design his roster around his head coach hat of what who do i want on my team we put my gm hat on okay let's make a trade here yeah deandre hopkins i was kind of blown away by that they traded deandre hopkins to the cardinals for david johnson they've swapped a few draft picks as well there are some things that came out of, you know, O'Brien and Hopkins had a strained relationship. They didn't get along. Some things that I've read, though, is that ownership essentially was not willing to give DeAndre Hopkins a raise, even though he's outperformed this contract year after year, because they wanted to give money to the offensive lineman, Jeremy Tunsil. And obviously Deshaun Watson's going to be in for a big payday at some point. I was kind of blown away. Granted, they got a good running back coming back to them who can receive who can run the ball so that'll take some pressure off but well and popping up with duke johnson who can also that's a good be a multi-role quarterback when he needs to it's definitely a good one-two punch um i mean duke johnson is an upgrade over their current running back stable so that's good but man it's crazy to think you're shipping away deandre hopkins just because of salary cap reasons and then also you know okay relationship there right but you also picked up randall cobb who you know has been in the drafts and, or came into the draft in 2011. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he can still play, but he's definitely not DeAndre. No. Um, and you know you've got enough wide receivers to make stuff happen. You probably have, you know, I want to say the number two quarterback right now, just because of how flashy a player he is. I mean, I think my you know, the biggest memory I have from this year is when he ducked two defensive guys and still got the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. I swear I was playing Madden with Chris, with our producer, uh, not long ago. And he's got Houston. And it's like they developed that right into the game. <laughs> no joke. He he ducked two guys coming from both sides and then caught me downfield. I mean, it's he is a very good passer. He's a very good runner. So if you can mix him in with you know, let's call it a light stable because Will Fuller the fifth and Kenny Stills are good, you know, with Randall Cobb. I just don't know. I don't know if I see how it's going to go, but going back to Bill O'Brien, uh, he's making all the decisions he wants to make. I mean, who knows if he's got ownership on his side, which I'm guessing he does by being able to, you know, trade DeAndre on that point. I don't see how it would have been a mistake for him to leave. I agree. I mean, I don't think he's an idiot for leaving. Sure, he could have stayed and been known as the guy to turn Penn State back around to the storied franchise it is. But come on, when you have the opportunity to go, have the control you have to make your mark on a franchise, you got to take it. Plus his salary doubled. So, I mean, that's certainly a call in there. 
So I'm going to go with no. He is not an idiot for leaving Penn State for the Houston Texans. My thoughts. No, I think he had plenty of plenty of good reason to get going. So as we kind of got into a little bit free agency, that's going to be the rest of our topics. Obviously, yeah, they did chip off DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals, got back David Johnson. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. I would say the biggest free agent signing that people were probably anticipating, Tom Brady left New England. And of all places he went to, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are your thoughts on that? All right, let me ask you a question. How does he fit into this offense? <sighs> you know what? I hate it, but it's going to be good. I mean, right now you can sit there and you can watch 100 different videos from any sports commentating um media outlet that you want from guys that are sitting in their office at home wearing, you know, uh, a hoodie or a collared shirt with shorts on under their desk talking about this whole Mm -hmm. thing. But what do you think about this trade? Like, where does he fit into the offense? I shouldn't say trade, but this pickup. I mean, I think it's good. They have a very good O-line. Obviously, Mike Evans is a top flight receiver. Chris Godwin's also good. OJ Howard has the potential to be a breakout tight end this year. And, you know, uh, Brady likes to dump it off to running backs. They got Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. So I think they have a very good package set up to be very threatening to any defense that they play this coming year. Obviously, you know, the Bucks gave him what they wanted two years, 50 million fully guaranteed, 9 million in incentives as well in his own trade clause. Being in New England for 20 years, go in some warmer weather in Texas, no state income tax, get a little bit more of that there. I mean, I think they're going to be a very dangerous offense. Bruce Arians likes to air it out, and I think he will know to trust Brady to give him the reins of if he wants to call a play, kind of as Peyton Manning did in the twilight of his career, let Peyton make a play. If Tom Brady sees something, I think Bruce Arians will trust him to make a play if he sees the way defense is shifting, if they're presenting him with a certain package. I'd hate it because the Panthers are probably going to lose to them twice now because the Panthers really suck, but I think it's a good fit for the Bucks right now. Okay, but the Panthers are in a whole transition oh, period versus the Buccaneers. That they've got the offense that they that they want. They've been struggling at the quarterback position. So here I'm going to I'm going to fight with you a All little right. bit about this. I'm going to tell you, you know, I think this was an odd move. Uh, you know, I think it was the only move left for him on where to go because everybody else was kind of locking in. I think who who was the other the Chargers one? Chargers um, were the other. The Chargers were going to give yeah. an option. Dude, I don't know that I would have gone to L.A. No. either. Um, it's a dumpster fire. It's in L.A. Right now it is right. So you go to the team with a little more stability that has the money to pay you for a year or two. But where does he fit? Okay, so you're talking about Evans being a downfield threat, which he mm-hmm. is. But this Arians has built this team – to be very uh, dynamic offense with downfield threat because you had Jameis Winston who can swing the ball. And you've got a now you've got a senior quarterback who I, you know, greatest of all time. Okay, I, I'm still with John on I'm a, I'm a big Peyton fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was one of the smartest, if not the smartest quarterback to be in the game. So I think when you've got a field captain like that, sure, he could check to whatever play he wants, but how often are we going to see him check down? He's very used to having Edelman, and you don't have a replacement for that unless you're just going to do a bunch of cross routes. Well, um, there's been a lot of chatter about, you know, a lot of wide receivers want to come to Tampa now. I mean, they want to go play with him, so it wouldn't surprise me if they pick up a good slot guy to fill in for that third role. 
Well, they could, but you've got to get rid of Evans because he doesn't have the arm to swing it down to Evans in that deep ball anymore. And I don't know that he'll uh, match up with Brady. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, but I don't know that it was the best mix in. I also think that he's going to, you know, potentially take over from Arians because he can't, you know, he came from the goat of coaching staff. It's hard to replace Bill Belichick. So no matter where he went, it's going to be, I would say, a downgrade in coaching. But, I mean, Arians is – you can't get much better than him when you're leaving outside of the whole New England TV 12 system when it comes to an offensive mind there. So I like the move for Tom Brady. I hate it being a NFC South fan because I know it's going to be tough for my team there. I think he's got a good stable of weapons. Their defense is very, very solid. They're not amazing, but they've got a solid defense. So they're, they're going to make some noise this year. They're going to come from, you know, third, fourth place where they've been the past few seasons to potentially giving the Saints a run for their money for the division title. So let's Fair move enough. on to another we'll quarterback. See who did not sign a big contract, uh, the Cowboys actually franchise Dak Prescott. There are some rumors back, you know, in September, they offered him a massive contract, which leaked out to be about $33 million a year over five years, and Dak turned it down because he wanted $35 million. First, was that smart on his part to turn down $33 million a year? And then was it smart for the Cowboys to tag him, or should they have let him walk? Well, I think they were a little bit they, I think they expected him to come in and take their offer and felt pretty fair about it. Maybe it was fair. But, you know, with these guys knowing that there's a big change coming down the way with adding an extra game and changing salary caps and those kinds of things, you know, wouldn't you hold out at that point? Yeah, so, And I think that they got to the end of their uh, end of their line on what they could wait for and just said, well, you know, we'll do what everybody else does and we'll franchise tag our yeah. quarterback. Who else are you going to pick up right sure. now? I mean, he's he's young. Cam? I I'd take Dak over Cam. He's young, obviously cheaper, right now. But I kind of like seeing him sticking to Jerry Jones. Not many people are able to do that, and I love that he turned down Jerry Jones. Now it's hard for me to think you're getting thirty three million a year and you're turning that down. But obviously, knowing that new CBA is coming, that seventeenth game, uh, TV contracts are going to expand, which means the salary cap will rise. So he's betting on himself here with that franchise tag, knowing it's coming, saying, hey, if I can produce another year, I'm going to get an even better long-term contract. So initially I was shocked that he turned it down, but I guess hindsight's 2020. I'm happy he did. Bet on himself, get some more money for you down the road. I like it. Yep. So, you know, as a quarterback, I still think he's pretty mm-hmm. solid. You know, I'm not going to say he's like massive outstanding uh, like they have in Houston, but, you know, he still carries a team well. He's, uh, I think last year he was willing to kind of take some cuts on his check in order to make sure that the team got to where they need to be. He knows that there's a build coming in here. So, you know, I think that he's a team player. Yeah, I think that's a guy that you want to franchise tag. It's nice to see a young guy. You know, like wait, that. you can. You can pay a ton of money to him up front, uh, you know, keep working on his contract over the next year and then have him long, mm-hmm. long term. Yeah, make it a really big signing bonus, offset some of that, even sort of like a balloon payment, 
do a big thing up front. So it kind of trickles off as he gets a little older, even though he's still only like 25, 26. He's still young. Yeah, it's, I love that he – the thing I be, most love is that he stuck at the Jerry Jones and told him no. I think that's awesome because nobody really does that. So I love it. So, Well, and that's the guy that could afford yeah. to pay. I mean, his – even with the limits and caps – that is the most expensive franchise mm-hmm. out there, as we talked about a yeah, while back. Had over five billion dollars. Oh my gosh! Uh, right. Next guy going to a running back. Uh, Todd Gurley was released by the LA Rams and ended up signing a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. So it's kind of a homecoming for him. He played college ball there. Is this a good move on the Falcons' part? <laughs> Why not? You just got rid of yeah. Devonte. You might as well pick up somebody else that uh, here's the problem Todd Gurley's is, is was a phenomenal back uh two years ago you know got that injury tried to play through it and it mm-hmm. didn't turn out well we could all see it as fans it's not something that's hard to notice when you're on the on the sideline riding the bike more <laughs> than you're on the field and you're taking two snaps and you're done for you know yeah. the rest of the series so I think the question is is he healthy when he did his workout but if he's being released, sure, why not? Get the numbers right. We'll take a chance on you. And you know, because he didn't play much last year, that you have some bargaining room on yeah, his deal. Mean. And you give him a one-year deal. We'll see how it goes. And then, yeah, I mean, it's one year, $5 million. If If healthy, I think he's definitely an upgrade over Devontae Freeman. I think that most people wouldn't argue that. But it's all going to come down to that left knee. If he can get on the field, stay on the field, he's not the two – or the three down back that he was two years ago. But when you're paired with, you know, a second running back, sure. You know, have him in for a few series, have the other guy in, do kind of take that mileage off. I think it has the potential to be good. And if he does show, he'll probably get a two or three year deal afterwards from the Falcons if it's a good relationship. Yeah. And it's your, well, I think they're going to look at ticket sales too. Let's be honest. You're bringing him home back to where he played college. So that's a smart move by the franchise to, you know, look at some potential extra fans wanting to come see him. Um, yeah, I don't see this as a bad move yeah, for their you part at all. Sales. There's a lot of crossover between Georgia Bulldog fans and Atlanta Falcon fans. So I can see that all the local Georgia fans are like, if they weren't a Falcon fan before, they at least will be for this season. Come see one of their guys back home. So that's a good point. Well, it's certainly not hard to walk across the street still <laughs> hey, wearing your red and black. Well. Next guy. Too bad John is not here for this one as well. Nick Foles was traded from the Jaguars to the Chicago Bears. Did the Bears do well in this trade? Did they give up too much? Is he an upgrade over Trubisky? Oh, come on. Is there a downgrade <laughs> to Trubisky right now? Ooh, that's tough. Uh-oh. I'm just asking. Like, it's... <clears throat> I still was very surprised that Cam Newton wasn't picked up by them. I, I really am, but potentially he's going to be out in L.A. Um, they're still kind of needing somebody. So it's – I'm just not a okay. Nick Foles fan. I think that he's shown his arm a few times. I think that he's had a couple great games, but he's not consistent. He doesn't have what it takes to really lead a full team. And Chicago needs a – a one quarterback and they're not getting it. Now, if he surprises me this year, peachy good for Chicago. I yes. don't see it. 
I don't know that he fits in with their offense. I don't know that he fits in with their dynamic. I don't think that he's that great of a quarterback to begin with. So hopefully, for his case, I'm completely wrong. But so don't see I think David. he's kind of an average quarterback who has small glimpses of greatness. And one of the reasons I think the Bears traded for him, obviously Andy Reid, well, excuse me, Nagy is an Andy Reid disciple. Beer Lazier is Foles' quarterback coach during his great season in 2013. And John DeFilippo is the quarterback coach during his 2017 season with the Eagles. So they had these two coaches who were in the two seasons he did well in are on the Bears. So everybody's like, oh, yeah, he was great. He was great. Let's trade for him. Oh, no, I thought, see, and I thought he had a great fill-in yeah, when he was on he the was Eagles. Great Again, he had yeah. some good games, but he's not a full-season Well, the Bears are betting on it now because they traded for him. Obviously, he restructured that contract. Um, I think it was four years, about $88, 89000000 million that the Jaguars gave him. He restructured it down to three years, $21 million left. So, I mean, that's not a lot to take on for the Bears for a fourth-round pick. It's definitely an upgrade over Trubisky. Right. I don't know if it's the right move, but I think he had the right people on the Bears coaching staff to kind of vouch for him, say, hey, he's done well. Let's bring him in, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. I don't think they have to change a lot of their offensive playbook no. for him either. As you said, he's kind of an all-around quarterback. He's not really great at any one thing. So, you know, maybe it fits for a couple years while they decide – who they want for mm-hmm. the future because they probably yeah, won't get it in this a, draft. So maybe next year they'll pick up their draft. Years. So this seems to be the offseason of quarterbacks. Yeah. One last one. Uh, the Panthers granted Cam Newton a trade, making it seem like he asked for it, which Greg Newsom, Greg Newton, Greg Olson, man, Cam Newton and Greg Olson. Greg Olson later came out and said, yeah, sounds familiar when he was mutually agreed to lead the Panthers. Seems kind of shady. And yeah. afterwards, David Tepper, the owner, came out and put out this statement thanking Cam for all his contributions to Carolina and all that he means to the team, essentially killing any trade value left there. Dumb move on his part because it looks like the Panthers, instead of even trading him for a pick, probably just might release him, waiting for another team to pick him up because teams know, well, no one's going to trade for him now after that. Smart move by the Panthers. Is it time to move on right. with all the injuries? Oh, Pete, how many times do I have to tell you that one? I've been ready to have him go for a while. Since the last Super Bowl he was in, when he took all those hits to the head, he has not been the same. You know, everybody, even Chris, when we talked to our producer, when he's healthy, when he's healthy, no, no, he's not going to get back to that point. If he does, I I don't know what kind of offensive line you're going to put around him. Even if he does, he's still not that accurate of a passer. He still throws the ice line, which is – you know, good for certain things, but he, he never really developed into a passing quarterback. He's, he's a run and gun. He's a very high run and gun. And if he's injured, forget it. And right now he's had enough injuries with whatever they are. He's used merchandise. Now that's partly the NFL's fault because the officiating, you know, we're Mm -hmm. head injury, head injury. Let the dude get whacked in the head again. Please. Yeah, I mean, injuries have certainly derailed what could have been a better career than what he had with the shoulder, you know, the foot, obviously, for this last year that only let him play two games, but he probably shouldn't have played at all. 
he could end up in LA. I think he's probably going to end up in New England. Totally different system quarterback than Brady, but I have a feeling There's he's going to no be way. in New England. If Belichick picks him up, it's... that's dude. He's going to be putting up with a completely different attitude yeah. of quarterback, and I don't think Belichick Maybe wants not, to deal with that crap. Belichick's the one guy that can make anybody kind of fall in line. So, yeah, last guy here. No more Cam Newton talk. Broncos signed Melvin Gordon, running back, two years, sixteen million. Is that a good move? Well, I think they could use somebody that's going to be consistent at the running back spot. Uh, the Broncos have been in a rebuild since Peyton. Uh, you know, their defense has been kind of the backbone over the last several years. Again, since um, mm-hmm. since their Super Bowl run, and they but they live and die by that defense. You know, offense wins games, defense wins championships, but if your offense isn't producing, you might as well just throw it in the tank. Is it a is it a good deal? I don't know. Is his knee mm-hmm. gonna survive? Another guy that, you know, spent more time spinning on the bike than yeah, he did on the field. Did they give him enough time to recover? And also his holdout last season. He hasn't played a whole lot in the past two years. Obviously, I think leaving the Chargers is good. Their home games are essentially away games. Nobody cares about them in L.A. He'll come in and probably be the starter. You know, Pat Phillip Lindsley will be a second running back, and the two of them together, Lindsay's that dynamic athletic guy, whereas Gordon's more the cowbell bruiser go down the middle. As long as he stays healthy, I seem like we say that a lot for lives, as long as they stay healthy. But as long as he does, I think they've got a great one-two punch to really help whoever their new quarterback is going to be since they let Joe Flacco go. But yeah, I mean, Von Miller and the defense have been holding it down the past couple of years while the offense tries to figure out who they are, what they can do, if they can make some noise. They were in tough division. So I think it was good for Gordon to get out of L.A. Obviously, L.A. sucks. They're a dumpster fire. Other than their new stadium coming, which is going to be awesome, that's about all they have going for them right now. Yay, Yay, stadium. <laughs> Shiny new stadium. That's the only thing fans can be excited about for the next couple months. So with that, we're going to take a quick break, let our sponsors get some airtime, and we'll be back with you guys and momentarily. <laughs> Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 31 of the Sports Talk Garage Podcast. We're happy to be back with you. Again, just want to thank our sponsors for working with us. Certainly we love working with them and hope that you will check them out as well. So we're going to drop the white flag where we would usually do our predictions. Um, Partially that is on a hiatus. So our producer is going to continue what we did last episode with our rapid fire questions. He has four questions for us. We are not sure what they are yet. So he's going to send us to us one by one and see what we get. We each get 30 seconds to respond, whatever the hot take is. So question number one. (laughs) Oh, gosh. The L.A. Rams released their new logo Monday, and it's going to be a lot of bad. Some good, mostly bad reviews on Twitter. Yay or Oh, nay? good Lord. Thanks, Matt. Chris. Oh, you know, I think the best comment I've seen today is it's reminiscent of President Trump's hair. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I, I can't. You know, I don't know that I can get behind it. It's what it is. It's it's a logo, but I'm not incentivized it, incentivized by it. It doesn't, you know, make me want to go fear the Ram or, you know, something like that. I, I was kind of 
okay with the last one they had with the you know white horns and everything. So nay. All right. Yeah. So I'm definitely going nay on this one as well. It's the colors are actually ram blue and yellow. I didn't know there was such thing as ram blue, but that's what it is. It's boring. The ram logo or ram face doesn't even have any like anything to it. It's just like an outline. It's a bold blue though, and yeah. It's horrendous. It doesn't make me I'm not that I'm a fan of the team, but it definitely does not make me want to buy a hat, a jersey. It's horrible. So no. I feel sorry for the LA Ram fans there who have to deal with this for the next 20, 30 years until they redo it again. Maybe one year if they get too much bad publicity and feedback on it. Yeah. So okay. Question number two. Chris is sending in. Very relevant question for this time of year. Uh, no March Madness this year. So with that, the NCAA March Madness Twitter feed released a bracket of the top 64 moments from the past year you can go vote on. What is your personal favorite March Madness moment? It doesn't have to be from this bracket, but it can be any March Madness moment. Man, that's a lot. Did, do, did we have to be alive for it? Well, it's not. I, mean, I guess favorite moment that we witnessed. I don't know. Um, you gonna you lead off on this one? All right. So there's, man, one from a couple of years ago. Um, see, I think it was Georgia State. The head coach tore his Achilles before the tournament started, so he was oh, coaching yeah. from the sidelines on a rolling stool. His son was on the team and hit a deep three pointer to win. Gosh, I think it was against Baylor in the first round. Huge upset. No one expected it. He was so excited. He fell off the stool onto the floor. Son came and jumped on him. It was a cool father-son moment. And obviously one that we got to witness and was very cool that we got to see history made was 2018 when the University of Maryland Baltimore College as a 16 seed took off number one seed Virginia. Sure, it killed everybody's bracket, but... Totally worth it when you see history being made of a number one scene going down in the first round by a team that some people probably have never even heard of before. Dude, I was I had a friend that played at UMBC for the women's basketball team, so I knew who they were, and I was jumping up and down. They beat Virginia. That was just like, you know, that was like one of those crazy things that you never thought you'd get to see. So you know, yeah. Um. Let's see. I mean, I'm as a Duke fan, the you know the '91 and '92 back-to-back championships was really cool. Uh, I remember seeing those games. Uh, a couple of them I got to see live in the tournament, so that was neat. But, um, gosh, Chris Weber, big icon, mm. uh, coming out of out of Michigan, '93. Gave the tournament up to North Carolina, giving them their, uh, what, second national championship under Dean. Mm-hmm. But so the, the kind of funny one about this is uh, after grabbing a rebound, Chris Weber, who's kind of walking his way up the court, uh, immediately gets trapped and calls timeout. Uh, so here's the funny part. Michigan doesn't have any left. UNC got four free throws, two of them on Weber's technical and one seventy-seven to seventy-one. So, you know, I thought that was pretty great. Uh, somebody made a comment at one point, and they said, uh, 
you know, fast forward to 2011, I'm visiting Michigan for the first time. I spot a group of Michigan fans and buy a round of beers. One guy asked, what's that for? Well, I'm a Carolina fan. It's the best I could do. Cheers. <laughs> he goes, enough time passed. And everybody kind of laughed. But, That's you awesome. know, you can only imagine what that was like. Uh, and then I think, you know, something else. Uh, you know, let, let's just say for fun, Loyola had their uh, run two years, or I guess last year. Last right? year. Yeah. Uh, Sister Jean. How can you along, love her? Hadn't missed a game. <clears throat> you know, was so excited. And they're getting her in press conferences. And that was the biggest thing was like, divine intervention because she is with us it, i mean you know it, it was just a thing and everybody was. was so sad when they lost and but everybody loved her like i love seeing her and looked forward to her being on tv sitting on the silence but yeah press conferences were awesome when she was there she was what like 97 98 or something like that like she was old yeah she's she was old. she was just awesome but she was a lot of fun like she was always on the sidelines she you know always had her garb on ready to go it's yeah. just neat you know all the way to the oh. final four let's see they beat they beat a couple teams by like a point didn't they yeah they had some close games last year that was a lot of fun Divine to intervention so yeah sister sister Jean. Jean. thank you sister Jean. she's she's gonna have to travel to more games Oh, man. All right. So question number three. What do we have here? Ooh. So college basketball player of the year finalists were announced recently. The finalists include seniors Udoka Azubuki of Kansas, Miles Powell from Seton Hall and Peyton Pritchard of Oregon, junior Luca Gars from Iowa, and sophomore Obi Toppin of Dayton. Who is your player of the year? this is this is tough uh, you know i think you know especially with really wanting to see the tournament this year i was getting really excited because there were no real dominant number one teams it was going to be any given night mm-hmm. for a win <sighs> who would i pick uh, you know, I, I really had my eye on Dayton. I had some family members that went there. So, you know, going to the campus, that was just kind of a neat thing. And to watch them creep up quietly is kind of a, you know, a sneak into the tournament because they ran the season with very few losses all the way up to the end. Um, I'm going to say Obi Toppin. Okay. Very prolific dunker. Uh, has the height, has the speed. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going into the draft next year. I, he could. Sure. Good. He's a junior. He has everything he needs to do it. Okay. Six nine. Uh, you know, he's out of New York playing that forward position. He's a big fella. He can play probably somewhere between the small forward, power forward role in the NBA. So got good wing player for some team next year. We'll be topping out of date. Okay. For me, out of these five, it's that's really hard to pick. The two that I like the best are Oregon's Peyton Pritchard and Udoka Azubiki from Kansas. One's a guard, one's a center, so obviously different playing styles. I feel like I have to deal with the center just because the center is kind of that lost art in today's NBA of just three-pointers and small ball. He's, what, seven feet, 270, 280. He's got a nasty streak. His, gosh, like, 74, 75% for his field goal percentage, which is amazing. He was the Big 12 Player of the Year 
first team. I mean, Kansas had a great record, 71 in conference, so like 28 and 3, 24 and I guess it'd be 23, 27 and 4, something like that overall. I got to go with him just because I think center is that lost start of, you know, when Shaq was dominant and, you know, this guy is here and now everything's just small ball jacking up threes. So I like that there's still a guy holding down the center position right there. Last question. You say so, man. Last nice question. All right. What does Chris have? Ooh. Well, this one's a sore one. So, this week should have been MLB's opening week, but unfortunately it is not. Some sports are on hold right now. So, assuming the season gets going at some point, who's your favorite to win the World Series? Huh. 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 Uh... An evil what, laugh. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think John's gonna say when when I give him my answer just for kicks and giggles? Uh, hope you're listening, John. Let, let's do it. Go Cubs. <laughs> go go Cubs. John's gonna John, that it. one's for you, buddy. <laughs> he's gonna be throwing something when he <sighs> hears this podcast. He's gonna take tomorrow. off whatever hat he's wearing and put his White Sox hat on after that. <laughs> oh my gosh! How many how many angry texts uh, are we gonna get? Let's keep track. Let's keep track of that one, John. For me, gosh, I feel so stupid saying this, but I'm going to the Dodgers. I know they've been picked like the last seven years to win the World Series or something. Haven't done it, but they're always there. They picked up MVP Mookie Betts and pitcher David Price and the Red Sox. So definitely an upgrade for their pitching. They got like 880, 885 home runs last year. So obviously that's going to go up a little bit. Yeah, that downside, though, seven, eight years in a row, they've been picked to make the World Series and have fallen short. So, let's say eight times a charm. Is it bad to pick a team? See, but no, there's a problem. If they if they win the whole thing, then it becomes kind of a loss on the joke. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It feels like you're picking Goliath here, said to David. I don't know. You've been picking Goliath yeah, for the last seven years, as you said. So uh, does that make him Goliath, or does it make him David? Well, that's a good question. we have to dissect this a little bit. It makes him an intermediate. Let's go intermediate. I think the Dodgers at least have a chance to get back there, have a good chance to win. Hopefully the season gets going. No, I actually have tickets to go see a game in mid-July or early July, and I hope I'm still able to go see that game if it's still going, if not rescheduled or just canceled altogether. So we'll see what happens with that. So, yeah, four rapid-fire questions for tonight. Football, basketball, basketball, and baseball. So I like these. We'll definitely have to keep track and field. Olympics, anybody? Speaking of Olympics, (laughs) Canadians are officially out, and I think I heard that Olympics are being postponed to summer of 21, officially, as of today. I agree. Checkered flag. Going to throw that out. Final thoughts? Anything on your mind? Can we get sports oh, back, please? please? Like, not just updates, but I, I need some sports. I'm I'm getting that cabin fever of just kind of sitting around, you know, trying to find topics to talk about. And we've got some exciting guests coming up, but you know, there's there's just nothing live going on to have some fun talking about or really get into it over. So you know time for i saw a meme today it said uh you know i've got my 90 day return policy on 2020 <laughs> and I'm, I'm turning it in refund please um you know i'm just i'm i'm done with it so 
it's been a rough start. I'm just ready for some of this stuff to calm down and be over so we can go back to our normal lives. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I, I'm tired of getting takeout if I want something to eat. I'm with you on that. That's not I'm at working home. at home and pretty much staying at home. Yeah, I've been at home almost nonstop for eight or nine days now, which is getting a little old, but that's okay. It's I guess it's worth it. So, yeah, I totally agree with you that sports need to come back hopefully soon. I'm sad that, you know, March Madness was canceled. A lot of college seniors losing out on what could be their final season playing. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of sad year. the Olympics are being pushed back a year, but I think it's the right thing to do. It's better than just canceling them all together. Japan's put way too much money and time and energy into that. So we'll get some Olympics in 21. I guess athletes can have every year to prepare. Yeah, just get things back to normal. I have my baseball game, as I mentioned, that I'd like to go to in July. So that would be nice that could still happen. And I'm sure whatever events I have could potentially have this summer, I'd like to still go to if tickets are ever available. Speaking of potential, is there any potential to you losing that cough you've been Dude, hacking that, for the last like month and a half? Thankfully. Dude, you coughed when we got on here, remember? Is that you, yeah, Roman? That cough is gone. That turn cough is gone. So if somebody coughs or we like stops yeah. and turns. It's a bad season for allergies. This is the year you don't want to have allergies outside. You got to say that. Anyway. Hey, best best joke I've, I think I've heard through the whole thing to be just a little crude. You know, it used to be that you had to cough to hide a fart. Now you have to fart to hide a cough. <laughs> uh, but it's so out. true right now. So, so true. Mm. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off for the week for Season 2, Episode 31, Audience Q&A NFL Free Agency. It's been fun. We'll be back with you next week. John will be back, have the band back together. For Matt, Chris, and John, I'm David. We are signing off. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to have your sports-related question or comment featured on the show, please email us at sportstalkgarage at gmail.com. Also, if you want to keep up to date with us outside of the show, please follow us on Twitter at sportsgaragepod. If you enjoy the show, please drop us a five-star review and subscribe if you want to hear more. So for Chris back in the studio, David and Matt, I'm John, and we are the Sports Talk Garage. Sports Talk Garage.